Hey, I'm Evelio Matos, and this is Package Design Unboxed. Today's guests are Chris Cook and Audra Nebellini, ACDs at CBX, and we learn how to include purpose in the strategy and decision-making behind package design. We discuss how you can take a brand like Clorox, who previously was seen as an under-the-sink product with skull and crossbones for its ability to kill everything, and create a 180-degree turn in the consumer's perception of purpose. Listen to how packaging and design influences consumers to embrace Clorox today for the safety it delivers. If you're enjoying the show, please leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. It'd mean a great deal to me and help others interested in packaging discover the show. All right, let's get to the show. Please enjoy this conversation with Audra Nebellini and Chris Cook of CBX. Awesome. So thanks so much, guys. We've got Audra Nebellini and Chris Cook, both Associate Creative Directors at CBX. For anybody that's not familiar with, with CBX, can you tell us a little bit about uh, about your team and, and your roles there? Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, Chris and I are both ACDs. Um, CBX, uh, you know, I've been there for almost about 10 years, um, which is kind of crazy to think about. I'm a native New Yorker. So once I graduated, uh, CBX was a, a great place to land and, and really thrive and, and really learn about brands and, and all of their forthcoming. Um, but, you know, I've been there for 10 years, so it feels like we have this common passion that I've, you know, grown to love. Um, and it's really about connecting purpose to that creative vision um, and putting strategy behind all of the decision-making that we make. And for me, it's it's really kind of like the nerdy part about, you know, always about cultural insights, consumer behavior, research. Um, I like, like going to research groups, kind of one of those weirdos, because it really makes you know, the strength in, in packaging design and all brand work really connect and, and really making a bigger difference than just um, functioning, bringing it to life for sure. Yeah, absolutely. How about you, Chris? Uh, associate Creative Director as well um, with Audra. I've been at CDEX for four years. Um, my background is in uh, CI and BI design, also in advertising and also in innovation. Um, so it's kind of nice to come to a company like CBX where we're focused on the strategic end of it, focused on the consumer and focused on the learnings. Uh, we're not just, you know, putting packaging out there. We're putting a brand out there. Uh, we focused on the packaging, but we also focused on all the other touch points. And I think that is actually where brands are going today. That's killer. Chris, if you're able to increase your Wi-Fi connection somehow, would be would be awesome. Sure. I typically shut off my the Wi-Fi on my phone or anything like that. So it doesn't take any signal from anything else. So Audra and Chris, you know, how important is packaging today? And what's the what's its value to our economy? Packaging different functionalities right now, particularly in the time, you know, as we're evolving, it's on shelf, it's online, it's making uh, consumers' lives easier at home. Sometimes it's just thrown away and we want it to make it, you know, we don't want to throw them away. We want to reuse, we want to recycle. So it's it's really important, you know, for those goods that need it for survival to help us as consumers really drive. And, you know, the, the touch point of the brands on them um, are, is just one one piece of the brand. So it's it, it's equally important for them to survive as well. No, it's, it's definitely super important today. And as uh, as ACDs at CBX, and Chris, did you call it CBX or you just CBX? I probably jumped in and out. <laughs> I just took my headphones off. I was on, I was on my uh, my my uh, iPods. So 
it's uh, much clearer now. So now I can hear you. Yeah, no, it's, it's, you sound great, man. So, so what's the role of a of an ACD at CBX? You know, do you guys both work on the same projects? Is there a crossover? Or do you guys run separate teams? Uh, you know, how does that how does that work? Um, it depends on the level of project. I think uh, most of the time we both manage. Uh, and lead uh, our own projects, but again, if it's a if it's a big brand, um, we do uh, consult with each other. We do talk to each other. We do um, use our strengths as uh, ACDs uh, and our mentalities uh, and our background across all of these brands, um, and we do you know advise each other. Um, as we go through projects. Yeah, it's definitely the best part about having a team. Um, and, you know, the size of CBX um, between our New York and our Minneapolis office, we have a decent size group um, and it's it's intimate, um, but it's sizable where we really use each other as sounding boards and as experts. Chris is really in the cleaning category. And if I'm in the tea category, you know, what can we learn from each other and, you know, um, or just bring learnings. Uh, it just makes the whole holistic team uh, a lot stronger, um, not being isolated completely. And, you know, th- these times it's great to connect digitally, but I can't really knock on Chris's door. <laughs> well, like, what do you think about this? So it's been a evolving, you know, studio concept in this digital world that we're thriving in right now. So then is CBX split up into specific teams or is there a pool of talent and you'll each pull specific people that address the needs of the project. Yeah, CBX is uh, a big pool. We we really love functioning that way because every project is different, every designer is different, and not isolating anyone, whether if you're a director or an intern, you know, just allows more creativity to foster and experiences to happen and growth for everyone's career. So it's it's an open studio. Um, and allows us to be flexible for our clients. So being agile when you need a quick turnaround or when you've got a really deep explore and you need to dedicate, it just allows for more flexibility and just dependability for for everyone too. Yeah, absolutely. And Chris, are are you more focused on on, on the packaging and the branding and Audra on strategy or everybody just kind of, you both have your hands in packaging? Uh, I think we, we both have our hands in packaging. I think we all um, look at a project and I think the way that we look at it is, um, you know, we all have our talents. We all have, you know, different ways of thinking of projects. Um, and we'll pick the right person to kind of head that project. Um, but like I said, you know, we have a lot of packaging projects, but it's also activation. It's because of my background in advertising and some innovation. Um, I might get uh, some of those jobs or some of the um, taking it from the packaging uh, to, you know, launching or activation or um, more more um, rounded mentality. Yeah. So CBX, you guys work with some pretty large brands, you know, like old school Madison Avenue type brands, right? Like these behemoths, you know, the Clorox, Purina's, Smuckers, you know, some of these brands that have been around for a bit. But but you also then on the flip side, you work with a lot of startups. What are the major differences and challenges between working with an established brand versus a startup? Personally, I, I love to do both because there's two different mentalities with them and there's two different kind of uh, brain flows that kind of happen with them. Um, and, you know, I kind of start with the the startups. Um, it's, it's about, you know, pumping a really great creative and thought and purpose into something unique that needs to launch. Um, so sometimes the best creative ideas come from, you know, the simplest forms and in the shortest amount of time. Um, and you're really establishing a brand to, to live and to grow um, as a startup. Um, but it's about that immediate reaction. It's about, oh, I get it. And, and I need to get it out the door really quickly. 
but in a way that's going to, you know, propel the brand. Um, and then you kind of come back to it a little bit later on. Uh, when you're working with major CBD brands like um, like the JM Smuckers or Pillsbury's and, or the Celestials, it's, it's about looking at their foundation and understanding it um, and understanding how you're going to move that forward and continue to let them grow and them posture um, to, to really set up that brand with the next generation um, or for an ultimate you know, portfolio rollout on shelf, for example. So it, it, there's a lot of masterminding in between both of them. Um, they're both fantastic avenues for for creatives because um, you get to just flex different skills with them. Yeah, I'll just I can piggyback off of that even just you know from a startup to a you know a huge company with multiple brands or a portfolio, a lot of SKUs. You know, you really want a strategic thinking, um, a strong foundation. Um, you want to look at the category, who they're playing against, and really uh, say what is our going to be our point of difference for for those brands, whether it be a startup or reinventing or looking at a brand like a Clorox uh, and saying, okay, we are, we are the leader, but let's take a step back and look at who's out there, whether it be a private label or um, you know, the smaller niche brands um, that are making bigger splashes um, in creative uh, expression. Um, and just say, what can we learn from, from these, these people? Um, and how can, we, how can we launch something uh, with purpose? And that can last uh, 10 to 20 years. Sure. And it's about, I always look at like established brands and startups almost like, you know, one on one hand with the established brands, you've got like a symphony, right? There's all these layers and everybody plays a key role. And yeah. then like a startup is, is like punk, right? You just got like the group of people that can just crank out something that's going to rock out for, for a little bit and then you can kind of fine tune it, you know, you can keep totally. growing. So CBEX collaborated with uh, Clorox for this, for this rebrand and packaging redesign. Clorox was getting, it was getting a little stale for a while there. CBX was brought in uh, to update the design, but also to build consistency across this portfolio of products. With a brand like that, that's just enormous. What's like? What's the intake process? You know, how does that project planning begin? What what happens before anybody puts pen to paper? Um, I think for Clorox, um, and again, this was before COVID um, days that we, uh, you know, finally finished this project and probably in the right time, you know, exact right time when it launched and rolled out. Um, you're looking at a global brand. And really when we went into this exciting venture with them, uh, they had a new purpose. I think they, they really stood for, uh, we are effective and we kill everything, right? And, and they're really, it really was, uh, you know, a brand that you hit under the, the cabinet and you were like, this thing, like, keep it away from your kids. It's a warning, warning product, right? Like, don't, don't touch it. Don't let your kids touch it. And when you have it, wear gloves. Uh, and really, they're, they're a step back and said, you know, we need to change, right? We are a big brand. We need to change uh, from stuff that kills everything uh, to something that uh, is what's next is everything. So it still cleans everything. And I think their purpose, uh, if I recall, is uh, Clorox champions a cleaner world where people thrive. Um, and uh, they really had a campaign around it. They had a, a whole look and feel, uh, you know, marketing campaign to kind of push this out there. Uh, and when we were brought in, you know, we were really excited about it to take a step back and look at the portfolio. This is a global portfolio, and and, and really, in in different regions, meant different things. Uh, different packaging that rolled out at different times. Um, so really what we wanted to do is take, take a look at their brand, reorganize their portfolio, set us up for success to, to have one unified system of information hierarchy 
Um, so that, you know, we're, we're updating the brand to follow the purpose, but also updating and taking the, you know, the task at hand to take the, the ability to step back and reorganize all of this portfolio, which is 100 plus SKUs for shopability and, and really to unify the brand. When you look at this project, you know, the logo sat on different colors. They didn't have a brand color. People thought it was blue. People thought it was purple. People thought, you know, so it really was an ability to update their brand, but also update the communication hierarchy for, for maximum shopability. You, you talk about this purpose, you know, allowing people to thrive. What was your role or what was CBX's role in identifying this purpose? Or did Clorox come to you with a predetermined purpose? Like, this is what we want to do. I think we did a lot of, like, stepping back and, and research around um, what not only uh, design equities meant to people, but the brand equities and and what people thought about this this brand. Um, so the research that we did to kind of to get us there um, was really uh, consumer research opinions. It was um, equity research um, that that brought us to you know what do these things mean? Um, for example, when when people saw the shape of just the shape of the logo, um, they saw a warning symbol. They saw um, you know one weighted lines around it, and they saw uh, something that, you know, replicated uh, maybe a stop sign or a warning sign. Um, so things like that, that we learned from from those equity research to to kind of say, okay, so let's take a step back and look at what that, what, what we can involve that shape to be. Um, it meant efficacy. It meant, um, you know, uh, something that's hard hitting and, and super powered. Um, but how do we change it to kind of soften it to bring that confidence out um, and really to, to just do those small tweaks to the brand um, to get us to where we want to go. Um, so that, that's really what we, how we attack the, the beginning phases of, of that project. How do you pick the, the right team to work on, on this project? I mean, I, I think for us, the, the right team um, for, for this project was, you know, you throw a curveball in there with someone who's going to bring the creativity, um, the, this purpose to life, this emotion. Um, you also want to have the other end of the spectrum with someone who's methodical, someone who looks at information and hierarchy uh, and can get us there with, um, you know, like the deselection of, of uh, information hierarchy, the, the right um, way of, of organizing that information um, for, for the best absorption, right? Like you, you kind of have to have that methodical person on the team, but also that creative um, you know, pie in the sky rock star who will kind of like throw something on the wall that will will blow your mind. Uh, and then you, it's your job um, as you know, a creative director to kind of step back and go, wow, okay, so let's mishmash these things together. Um, because we really need to, you know, we need to take that purpose and bring it to life and bring that emotion to a brand that's very functional. Um, but we also need to take a, a, a mindset of a systematic approach uh, to information uh, absorption um, and, and, and understand, you know, how does that functionality come into something that has a, a more of an emotional feel. CBX having done this repeatedly with big brands and, and doing these, these rebrands and redesigns, you know, what are some of the benchmarks that, that you're trying to, to hit as you're kind of working through this, this progress? International Direct Packaging is the only factory direct packaging manufacturer with global showrooms in the U.S., London, Germany, Spain, Indonesia, and China that design and produce packaging for established brands. Because IDP's team of packaging experts design and manufacture packaging, 
you get a more transparent supply chain, and you're also not going to pay distributor markups. Find the nearest IDP showroom to schedule your first packaging consultation at idpdirect.com. Because IDP doesn't source factories. They are the factory. idpdirect.com. Yeah, sure. I mean, we have a framework um, that is loosely, you know, agile, um, you know, for any product, any project that we're working on, but it really centers on doing all of the strategic work upfront to inform all creative decisions. Um, you know, it's a framework around brand, it's a, um, you know, brands that you're sitting on shelf with, your equities within a brand, like Chris was talking about, understanding what the shape means for the Clorox logo. Um, what do your competitors mean? Um, what colors are they using from a design strategy standpoint? Culture, what cultural shifts are happening? So brand culture um, and then people, how how the consumers are interacting with the product, what's their journey, how are you going to make their life easier? Um, all of those really kind of describe, um, you know, all the inputs that are, that are going to go into you know, that purpose and how you're going to you know, organize the hierarchy for someone to shop it better, but also make their day um, easier at the same time. Um, you know, and we'll move on from Clorox here in a second, but how do you help purpose find its way into design? Yeah. Right. Cause we talk about, we talk about purpose, you know, we talk about strategy, but then when I'm at the grocery store and I'm picking this container of wipes off the, off the shelf, where, you know, how do you communicate that purpose to the consumer? The purpose. Go ahead, start. Go ahead, Audrey. I was just going to say, um, understanding what the purpose is first will allow you to clearly articulate it on pack, whether if it is a, um, a creative um, emotion, like Chris is talking about, so using a certain color palette or a symbol that people associate with for heart, for example. Um, you know, the Thrive uh, from Clorox is really the intersection of, of clean, um, which is really exciting. Um, understanding how that is going to emotional connection, but also deliver a product experience and performance at the same time. So the function, like Chris was saying, emotion and function at the same time is is really where you do, you get that that magic combination. So you're talking about the original Clorox was like this warning sign, you know, lock it up, don't let your kids touch it. And now, you know, new Clorox wipes are bright orange, yellow, you have all these great colors, uh, you know, orange fusion, crisp lemon, you know, things that you can envision and, you know, almost taste, not that you want to taste it, but, you know, you, there's a flavor, to, there's a flavor to it where it, it doesn't feel like such a dangerous product. Uh, I, I know as a kid, you know, my parents would be like, no, don't, you know, don't touch that. Uh, but now it's, yeah. you know, now it's like, you know, I, please wash your hands. Yeah. My daughter's like, Hey, I need to, I need to wipe this. I'm like, yeah, just got the Clark's wipes. Don't worry about it. You know? So now it's like just available and accessible to everyone. And it feels, you know, it feels safe. So you guys are also doing a bunch of other stuff, right? You guys, Clorox is like a gigantic brand, but then you've also got uh, Smuckers, which Smuckers is as big a brand, uh, but maybe as consumers, we don't see it that way because we don't interact with Smuckers the way that we do with Clorox. So how do you get a brand like Smuckers that's been around for so long and has looked the same for so for so many years? Um, how do you get them to, to leap and to pivot in order to com compete against younger, more agile brands? Because you know, Smuckers doesn't scream agility, right? It's like when I close that lid and the grape jelly kind of squeezes out and gets all sticky around the edge and you put it in the fridge and you're kind of like, <laughs> that's exactly what it looked like when I was a kid. Totally. You know? <laughs> so how do, you, how do you do that? It's such a it's such a comfort product, um, and you know I think I think the the biggest thing that you know 
just to just to um, kind of explain the the brief to us and and the project that we that we attacked for um, Jam Smucker uh, company. So the we we designed the, the newest launch. Um, we designed the corporate mark. So it's actually not as much a packaging assignment um, as it was a, a corporate identity assignment. And that's kind of the biggest kind of um, leap that we had to kind of go to, to, to tie it back to, you know a brand um, that, uh, you know, is a, over 123 years old. Um, they started, Jam Smucker Company started in jams and jellies, and that's kind of what everyone saw that, that um, you know, that, that brand to be, right? So um, as they transitioned, uh, and the project that we just launched for them was to kind of take that mentality um, that they built over the years, which is that jelly and the jams, uh, and shift it into a corporate mark that stands above it. Um, it's not that the jelly and jam business is going to change, um, and, and really, that's that's something that we you know want to make clear is you know this is such a company that's forward thinking as a corporate mark. Um, you know they're up there with uh, the Unilevers, uh, the Marses, the Hershey's. The you know it's a 7.8 billion dollar multi-category behemoth. Uh, uh, and really what they were represented was is exactly what you were just saying is they were represented with a, a corporate mark that, that was a product mark. Um, and some people can do that and some people do that. But, you know, a lot of times uh, people don't realize, you know, they owned uh, they they kind of feed the whole family, even down to the dog. Right. A lot of big part of their business is, is, is you know, dog business, dog food business. Um, they own Folgers Coffee. You know, like this is these are brands that, you know, as you talk about them, people know those brands and they have like an emotion around the brands or the packaging and the products that, that the, these guys create. Um, but really, our task was to kind of step out and create a corporate mark um, that stood for, for much more than just jelly and jam. Um, so that's really what the project was. So what were they trying to communicate? Right. As part of this brief, when the jam smuckers team reviewed the final design you know how did how do you know that it was a win like how what were the i guess what were the metrics what were the what were the benchmarks they were looking for uh when they when they set out to do this so i think they like i mentioned that they're such a progressive company um the 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 learnings that we did and kind of like the research we did um was really interesting it was like talking you know talking to um the different departments the different employees finding out what they felt about the company um what they they, their emotions and what what keywords that we could design to. Um, so there was a there was a broad range of internal from, you know, Mark Smucker, um, you know, the CEO to a guy who works in, in the factory, um, and getting to to understand the the um, what the emotions and the drivers are around how they feel about the company, not the jelly, the company, like we mentioned. Um, okay. You know, it's like they're humble. Um, and, and I've been working for them for four years since I started CBX and, and uh, you know, the, the forward thinking, the innovation, the analytics that they have within the company. Um, you know, when you look at the, 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 the words we were hearing when people looked at the corporate mark, it was like it was old timey, um, stuck in, a, you know, stuck in the past. Um, these, these all words, you know, the, the humble nature of it was great, but the progressive nature um, wasn't there. Um, so, you know, that that's kind of what what we did. We looked at, you know, the employees. We also uh, surveyed, um, you know, MDA students and, and students and, and uh, people outside um, and kind of heard what their their opinions were. So that's kind of how we started this, um, the, the task at hand. 
Um, and really the, the overall mark, you know, the, the brief was, you know, don't forget what we have been in the past uh, because that the kind nature of that is there. Um, but the boldness, the progressive, the, the forward thinking, um, how do we inject that into the mark um, to stand for the company? So, all right. So Smuckers, they, they've grown tremendously over the last 15 years. You know, they're finally getting this redesign that they deserve. But what should a brand out there that is just beginning to sow the seeds of, of a redesign, whether it's going to be something that leads to packaging or just be a corporate redesign? You know, what do they need to get in order like within their own house before they contact an agency to, to get started on the work? You know, what had Smuckers done right before they, they contacted you to, to get started on this? They kind of dug deep into, into themselves. They, I mean, we were with them from the beginning of the project. Uh, so the strategy, the workshops, the different, um, you know, different preparation to, to, to get the right brief um, was really driven as a partnership between the both of us. Um, we did multiple workshops internally with those stakeholders, with those, those people I was speaking about earlier, um, to really make sure that they're along with us on the ride. Um, you know, this was a pretty big departure for them. Um, but the permission was was already granted and the brief and the alignment um, was already there with them, uh, you know, hand in hand before we put, um, you know, put down anything on paper or moved forward. Um, there was a lot of playbacks, meetings, a lot of alignment meetings to, to understand like where the mindset was and how far we could push before we even started uh, running. So maybe you'll see a redesign happen and you feel it's a little early or it, it comes out of left field. Would you ever tell a brand that they're not ready for a redesign? Yeah. You know, we've been um, in many opportunities. Um, a brand that I worked on for, for years, uh, U by Cotex, um, was actually a global migration plan and across the globe in, in all of the regions um, that the brand lived. Um, once we crafted the United States into UICOJAX, I think it was even back in like 2011, the new, we broke the category with a brand new black box, um, you know, feminine care, completely, completely different. But the old Kotex brand stayed on shelf for about seven years. So it was about slowly changing the game, changing the hierarchy, changing the colors, um, and then it really introducing it to the other regions um, where it thrived across the globe um, and activating it um, with those culture of women. So it was, it was relevant to them. So yeah, a lot of times these portfolio management projects, um, like Chris is talking about with Clorox, um, have a global component and some regions are, are closer or more risk takers than others. So you kind of have to play interim steps and, and really educate the consumer so you don't lose them but you're still gaining new consumers al along the way sure as we as we kind of start as we start wrapping up um i do have a question you know if your team had the opportunity to work on the redesign or the rebrand of the uncle ben's brand how would your team approach a challenge like that today yeah that's a really fantastic question um and I think we wouldn't we would approach it just like we would any other project by getting um, a lot of our homework done, learning about all the research, hearing all the negatives, all the positives, all of um, you know management interviews, um, just really getting a deep understanding of the cultural impact, um, but also the importance of the history of the brand um, and really find that common denominator. So it's not just about erasing what's wrong. Right, you know, that's like a quick band-aid approach, um, which is a oh my god, I got a problem. Let's do something, and I need to print it right now. But 
that cost you know billions of dollars in, in printing and product packing just to get something really quick out there. So doing it right um, and understanding the gates in order to get there are are really important for something like that for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I definitely don't change the orange because that's the biggest. <laughs> before Ben, I think the orange is like you're in the rice aisle and you, what do you see? You know, and that's a big part of equity. Yeah. equity management is, you know, what do people understand about my brand besides the name? Um, and lean into those for sure. Excellent. Thanks. Well, guys, I appreciate you guys being on. Uh, Chris, Audra, this has been awesome. Um, if anybody wants to get a hold of either of you, what's the best place uh, that they can contact you? Yeah, I would say LinkedIn. Um, you know, message me on LinkedIn. Uh, just my full name. I'm there. Awesome. There's no secrets. <laughs> you can find <laughs> Excellent. I'll have links uh, to you, Audra, and you, Chris, as well. Uh, but what's a good, a good place for somebody to reach out to you, Chris? I would say the same thing. LinkedIn is yeah. the best way to to get it, get in touch with um with me as well. Awesome. All right, guys, I appreciate you guys being on. Thank you so much. Uh, you know the work you guys have done on uh, Clorox definitely decorates under my sink. So I'm very familiar <laughs> with it. <laughs> and we'll we'll you know hopefully JM Smuckers continues to to roll this design uh, this new design language out and hopefully. It, it filters out to the rest of it. More for you guys, but better packaging for us consumers. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah, thank, thank you. Guys. you. All right. All right. Bye. Thanks for listening to the show. Please rate and review the show wherever you listen to your podcasts. Once again, my name is Avelio Matos, and this is Package Design Unboxed. Thanks for listening.